0: So I'll just do a quick little introduction. My name's Scotty Carlisle, and I am here with one of the co-founders of the philosophy that brought us together on why you're even listening to this podcast in the first place. And so that person is none other than Miss Laura Martin, and <laughs> and I got to just tell you a little bit about Laura because. Um, she is somebody that is a very important person and thanks to her, I am who I am and there's been a lot of difficult times I've had in my past that she has been a guiding light. Why is she a guiding light? If you listen to this podcast, then you'll see. The
1: whole concept for Move is m make a difference oh to offer up your time talent and gifts b there's victory in the small things and e to encourage others and so i started to move
0: so without further ado how you doing laura (laughs)
1: Well, thank (laughs) you, Scotty. I feel the same way about you. That was very humbling. But you inspire me and you um, have helped me through a lot of very difficult times, too. So I think that that's why we're here, because we both have the same heart for each other and for other people. And we want to help people move forward and get past those difficult times and like you've helped me and i've helped you and we want to help whoever's out there listening um just the message to say you don't have to do it alone because we're here
0: well said that's a good way to to get this whole thing started off because at (laughs) the end of the day that's that's what it's about it's what we're doing we're trying to help others because god knows that we've had some difficult times ourselves huh
1: yes that's for sure but here we are stronger mm-hmm. because of them and so i guess that's a a message today that in the difficult times that they can those times can make you stronger and there's lots of life lessons to be learned and so um hopefully we can inspire you to learn and to you know, press into those times and emerge victorious and stronger. So, so I got to ask,
0: but I'm going to be devil's advocate just for a second. But what, what does it matter? Who cares? Who cares if you're stronger after something? I mean, what's the, what's the point? What's the point of, of trying to be stronger. I mean, if you're going to get punched and it hurts, then what does it matter if you are, you know, trying to, to be stronger? Cause a lot of times people, you know, when they're depressed, they don't give a shit. They just, they want to, they're depressed. They're, they're angry or they're hurt or they're bitter or they're just, um, just not in a right mindset to, want to get better so maybe that's a hard question but why 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 have the attitude to try to get better or to try to get stronger what is it what's what is it what difference does it make
1: I'm trying that's a really good question that's a really good question and so I think um, I really want to answer it <laughs> yeah
0: that's that's cool yeah. I, I yeah, it, yeah it's not an easy. Answer. It's, okay. it's not like you can have a textbook
2: answer of, okay, this is no, the answer. <laughs> but you know
1: what's really interesting? So let me read this. And I don't know if this this is... I don't know if this would answer that question. But I just happen to have this writing. It's from 2018. It's, it's short. You know, I don't have to go through the whole thing. But maybe this might answer the question. Um, or at least part of it. So I had written this to myself back in 2018. Can you risk opening your heart? Will it expose a part of you that you've tucked safely away, away from pain, rejection of memories that are almost too hard to bear? Can you risk it? So I said to myself, risk it. I dare you. Risk every part. Risk it all. Leave nothing behind to fester and grow. If it were a cancer, wouldn't you want it all out? You would not want to leave any part of that cancer. As a matter of fact, you'd probably be emphatic to make sure that it's all gone. So why then do we Think it's okay to hide and cover up the hurt or pain that life has cruelly exposed us to at times. I mean, that's a form of cancer, and it's scary and painful to rid ourselves of it. But it is healing and life changing if we have the courage to do it. Healing and freedom is the effect. So maybe that's it. If you want healing and freedom, that's the effect. That's the consequence if we can deal with it and risk it. We are never alone. Jesus, though we do not see him, is right there with us every step of the way. Leading us, guiding us, comforting us, extending his love to strengthen us and empower us to be victorious. So risk it. Risk it all. Why is it that so many of our issues seem <clears throat> stem from childhood experiences? Is it because we are so vulnerable or innocent? Or maybe even vulnerable and innocent in the traumatic experiences as we get older? The perfect prey for a ruthless enemy waiting to devour the innocent, his plan to kill you if if at all possible. If he can't kill you, then to crush and destroy your dreams, to steal your future, to paralyze you so you can't move forward, keep you in some dark, lonely, cold, numb state, isolate you from love, imprison you with his lies that rob you of joy, allow bitterness and unforgiveness to eat away from the inside out, and allow God to take the blame that belongs to the enemy himself so that the one and only hope that we have, we don't allow in to free us of the bars and walls that we have built around our heart around our lives so my friend I'm speaking to myself here reconsider please risk the pain and set yourself free with truth allow the Holy Spirit to unlock and cleanse you from the inside out remove the cancer move toward a better future move toward your healing move toward your freedom your purpose move My friend, move. No more delays. No more excuses. No more hiding. Find your wings and fly. Leave your past behind. Allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to your destiny. Soar above your pain and use it. Rise up from the ashes of your past and take flight. Like a butterfly leaves the cocoon of the caterpillar behind, leave your tomb and soar to where God has been calling you all along. Don't hesitate, move. Except there are things that you cannot reconcile on this side of heaven. We have a Redeemer who will one day make all the wrong right. Hold on to that promise and soar, move fly, and live. So you ask, how do I do this? (laughs) Only one way, truth. For me, that truth is Jesus. Truth, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there are many paths to take on this earth. There's the beautiful scenic route, Or we could wander aimlessly through dark caves and dead-end roads that lead us nowhere. Allow God, His Word, His truth to navigate, to show the path that will bring you blessing and hidden treasures along the way. Allow Him to enlighten your heart and to reveal revelation and wisdom. Let your life be a light, a beacon for others to find hope. Direction if they are lost, allow God's word to change and to be that light, to be a light unto your feet, a a lamp unto your feet, and a light unto your path. And so, I guess that would really be it like it's a risk, takes courage. I mean, it's but you do it for freedom, for healing, and to be that light and help. Um, for others who are in a dark place, or maybe wandering at a dead end road somewhere,
0: so. <laughs> man, that that is <clears throat> profound. That those words, you know, just hearing in a conversation is it's 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 a thing to listen to hear. It's another uh-huh. it's another thing to listen, I guess that's the difference. You know, I you can, I can hear you talking, but to listen to the words and apply it as you're saying it in your own, you know, if you're out there and you were listening to that, you know, there's a difference just from hearing the words than there is of imagining your situation in your heart and making it a, a personal experience. And, right. And if you do that, it, you know you talk about freedom it it is it's liberating because you can do that now where people where i think some people will will um will kind of drag on that is where right. it comes to the belief to their personal belief about god and about jesus and about how the the concept of of their reality looks, you know. And so right. I and all we can do is is drive from our own personal experience. You know, and so that's and one of the reasons that I love talking to you is because we can be completely open and honest. Yeah. non-judgmental and And that's, and that's okay because you are going from your personal experience and how you see the world and, and man, that is, that is very insightful and it, I hope will inspire other people to really give it a, an extra thought. But, but like there are, let's say, um, let's say Jewish people that are listening to this. They might say, well, you know, Jesus was a. He was a, a a prophet, but he's not the Messiah. Or you might hear some Muslims that are, you know, or they might be thinking, well, Jesus is a prophet, but he's not, um, he's not Muhammad or, or you might have some Buddhists that are saying, well, we don't really care about that because we're, you know, here to try to live long and, you know, and be well be healthy and right so
1: well and I guess the whole thing for me is it's not even about religion it's really not for me it truly is about the relationship um and I know maybe on another podcast or um just a, a quick Testimony, if you would, is um, because I went through a very traumatic experience with my health and almost lost my life and um, was in another country, my appendix ruptured, I was in the hospital, emergency surgery, uh, and like I said, there's a lot of details, but I almost died on several occasions and then came back um. Long story short, in this podcast, uh, they left infection there in in my insides and I had abscesses that started eating my colon away and eating my insides away. And so it was a very long two-year process of excruciating pain, um, couldn't keep anything down, losing tons of weight, you know, to the point of skin and bones. And so, in the desperation, you forget about religion. Any religion that you have, all that is shaken. And so, you or I, I speak from my own personal experience, out of desperation, and and I considered myself, I would say, I was um, definitely a Christian before, and so... But when you go through trauma or loss and you question things, um, there's a desperation that leads you to a place of searching for something that would bring yourself healing and freedom. And I guess it was through that journey so I don't, it's nothing, for me, it's not about religion at all, it's about my personal testimony and the experience, and And it was a long journey, it wasn't easy, and I remember, you know, there were definitely times that I asked why, I didn't understand, I didn't know, I did, I never felt God, I didn't him though I believed he was with me, I didn't sense him or feeling it feel his presence for a time. And so for me, again, it's not about religion. it was more just in my seeking, I started um, opening up the Bible, opening up trying to find words of that would bring healing or peace or comfort. Um, And when you are faced with the fact that you may not live, uh, I guess there's, again, a seeking. And um, for me, opening the Word, and I guess that would be my encouragement. I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm just wanting to share that through reading God's Word. For myself, not listen you know, it's it's a personal experience as you read and letting God bring peace. So that is where I got my peace. That is where when I was desperate and in pain and hurting and literally crying or cussing or screaming or, you know, um mm-hmm. in pain, that is where I got my comfort in, and and God had people that he sent my way. You know, I had uh, my family, my um lots of people who just supported me through the whole process. But in in the pain, that is where when it was me um in my room, in my bed cuz I couldn't get out of bed for You know, almost two years. Um, That is where I found comfort. I would, you know, just open his word or listen to, you know, just an inspirational speaker that would, I would try to gain some hope or, and that's, I guess, where I learned to change my thinking, because it it certainly didn't come right away. It's a process. It was a long, long process for me. And so, but through, um, I guess, feeding on truth or um, a word of hope through a scripture I might have read, you know, I, I felt a glimmer of hope. I felt a little bit of light. I mean, I wanted to turn my darkness to light. I was in a very, very, very dark place. And so in those times of desperation,
2: uh,
1: that is how I started to transform my mind by getting God's word and, um, you know, putting it in my heart and, and even starting to say it or speak it when I didn't even feel it or believe it, but I just believed. Um, I started just seeing the effects of it. And I'm like, I started feeling more hope. I, my body started getting better. And, and I felt like there were nuggets of wisdom that, you know, even with move, just that, The whole concept for move is M, make a difference. O, to offer up your time, talent, and gifts. B, there's victory in the small things. And E, to encourage others. And so I started to move. And I guess that's even part of what I just read. And, And so this is my experience. that I can offer up to somebody who may be in a dark place and it's not a religious um, ploy or it's really just to find some hope or light and you know there was victory in the small things and there is victory in the small things a word a somebody who may call or hopefully this podcast for somebody would give them a little encouragement. And so that is what I think we're doing right now trying to encourage others from a place of where we've been inspired or and again you've inspired me, I've inspired you and so we just want to share <laughs> share that because it's, there is hope and you don't have to be alone. And there, even if you're in a dark, desperate place, you know, there's healing and freedom. And I guess that is my message. And I found it uh, through, of course, and I guess it, maybe it's not a given, but I did, um, have family and loved ones and you know my kids were amazing and I had a husband who um you know is still here and so <laughs> he's still okay. here <laughs>
2: uh,
1: okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he's been through a lot as i you know we it, we went through some pretty rough times during that, and so you know, but we're here and we're stronger and we're good now, and our family's good now. But it was not at that time, <laughs> and so, so you know. But but there's hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and again, the reason that we're talking. So for for any listener out there that is listening right now, I want to. I want to paint a picture of, of actually what happened and how this, how these events took place that really is, has led to this podcast and it did have to do with Laura and you know, Laura's talking about a situation in her life where she was in the middle of despair. She, she was hopeless at a point and she decided I, this is not for me. And she wanted the hope. She wanted, and and from her faith in God, she found the strength. And anyway, it started this domino effect of how her life was going to uh, transpire. And where I come into the picture with this particular word is my son had a lot of issues when he was born. He had a 10% chance of survival. There were 10 major surgeries. There were a lot of issues where it was a life or death thing. At that same time, I was involved in running a company that had a lot of problems with payroll, with insurance, with taxes, with logistics, with you just name it. And we had that problem. And so dealing with my son in the hospital and then trying to run this company and then also having other news, detrimental news of my other son who was six years old at the time, I was in a a different place of despair. It wasn't physical pain, but there was a lot of emotional anguish. There was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of me also questioning God why how can i how can i handle this and and you came out to california to help me and and to be with me in this moment in this time frame of of shit i don't know a better word for it yeah <laughs> and i will never forget this so i'm in the hospital and i'm just numb and i'm like I don't even know what to do right now. The, the vitals of Sage's machine, you know, beep, beep, beep. And he's there. It was um, a post-op and he was sitting there and he was intubated and, you know, we just didn't know if he was going to make it. And, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking like, God, I don't understand this.
2: Why me? What did I do? And what I
0: did from there is, I I did a little mental exercise, and I said, "Okay, if I'm on my deathbed, and I got one last sentence, one last piece of advice in me, that I'm gonna tell myself sitting here in this hospital, what would that piece of advice be?" And I thought about it for a while, and I wrote down. Dare to dream. Wonder and be inspired. And therein lies the power to change the world. And I thought, okay, that's something. It's a quote. Everybody has a quote. Big deal. And for whatever reason, I I felt like it was on it wasn't quite done. There was something missing um a couple days later i'm sitting in the hospital and i have this epiphany ah then move so dare to dream because that opens up the horizon to things that you aren't even aware exists but dare you can't just dream it doesn't happen people are normally stuck in their comfort zone in order to get out of your comfort zone dare defy all reason enthusiastically that was an acronym i came up with when i thought about this for a while so but dare to dream wonder and that just you know when you see something go deep you can look at a pencil and you say oh yeah it's a pencil but the lo- the longer that you look at that pencil the more layers of depth present themselves and the more you wonder the more you realize that you don't know and be inspired and that is open up that piece of you of your soul and you know i think what is it we talked about this before inspire is like breathing in god's breath um but the the i guess making a long story longer is that what i did not think about what was what was unfinished was a couple days later, then move. And then I wrote capital M, capital O, capital V, E, underline. So dare to dream, to wonder, and be inspired. Then move. And therein lies the power to change the world. And so when you were here to visit, you were helping me. We were standing mm-hmm. outside of my across the street, waiting on Preston to come home from school. And you're like, Scotty, I know that you're having a hard time right now, but you know, God has put something on my heart that I've needed to tell you. And I know that you're the person that I need to tell this to. And so when you told me that, I was looking at you like, I was wondering if you did something you weren't supposed to do <laughs> and then you needed somebody to, to let know, like, Hey, check this out. I did something. I probably shouldn't have did it, but I know I can trust you. So I'm going to, you know, I, in my mind, I thought it was going to be kind of in that direction. I had no idea. And then when you said, and I said, what is it? And you said, it's move. And then I looked at you like, what did you just say? <laughs> and you said, it's move. And then you said if you from from so if in order to get out of your rut, you have to move. If, right. you, if you don't want to get hit, you better move. And then you said if you look at the word move and you cover the first part of the M, it spells love. And people right. move. Because of love. And they, they're moved because of love. Coming from you and, and experiencing that. And then you, okay, so the word is move. And then that's when you are the one that told me, M, make a difference. Oh, offer up, which is, ba- which is what this whole podcast is about. It's what the whole podcast is about. Because when yeah. you said move, I, I, in my mind, exploded Ah, oh, what?
1: Yes. I just I do remember that. Yeah,
0: and I put my arm around you and I said, "Come with me, Laura," and we walk across the street and, and the... then open the journal and then capital M, yeah. capital O, capital V, capital E underline. And I'm like, "What? Explain that, Laura." And without even considering it, you said, "It's God, Scotty." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yes, it has to be, but Whoa, and and from that point on, I had in my heart, in my head, in my soul, I had a, I had a message from God that was placed on my lap. I can't, I can't doubt that. Now, again, I'm not saying anybody else's. I, you know, everybody has their own way of looking at the world, but in this, in this specific example this message the coincidence is unbelievable the time frame the word the meaning the the everything about this is like amazing it I, that's not even the word i don't even know i don't even know the word it probably have to be some japanese word <laughs> because that language is probably the only language that could actually encapsulate something that amazing so I'm just, and and from then, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about that, and I'm like, you know what, I need to do something about this in my way, and it helped me, and that's the thing, that is the, Im- that is the important thing, that is the main reason, is that I was in despair, I was in anguish, I was in pain, I was confused i was surrounded with uncertainty and here comes something that i could latch onto something that i could substitute for that feeling of anguish or that questioning god why now instead of focusing on that i had something i had a path i had a direction that i could substitute i could use it as a stone that I could step across a pond with because maybe it was more like quicksand <laughs> but and and this was something that that helped me and if it helped me dealing with my son that I didn't know if he was going to make it the company that I didn't know how I could fix things and my other son not knowing what to do about a really devastating situation and this gave me something and what that did was it opened up the universe it opened up the universe and it put things in my path that helped me to excel it helped me to know personally that there. There is a purpose. You just have to find it. And you are loved. And you can love others. And that, and love, is not a feeling. Love, how I understand it, is an action.
2: Exactly. It is something
0: you do it is showing respect respect for yourself and respect for others and once somebody understands the power that they have in just doing small things it transforms their world again i'm speaking of myself just like you and but when when something happens like this and we're talking about God, how can I discount that? How, right. If I'm an atheist right now, <laughs> how can I, can I just chalk that up to coincidence? I don't think so, because there is a feeling that's associated with it. There's a connection, and and it's so much more deep than than an intellectual thought. It's a, you know, it's, you know, when, when all of this happened with Sage, I was in New York, and got the phone call. If he's born tonight, he's gonna, you know, there's only a ten percent chance he's gonna make it, and, and if he is, born tonight, he is just expect he's gonna be blind, and there's a very high chance he's gonna have a lot of other birth defects, and, the doctor is gonna ask you if you would like nature to run its course and you should really consider that and that's what they that's what they said and and i freaked out and i said no god every do everything you can to do everything you can to save my son because what if he's okay what if what if he's gonna be okay what if he does have something that's wrong with him you know what there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with different things So be it. If that's what's in the cards, so be it. I take it. And then I said, God, I was in the lobby in a New York hotel in the lobby talking to mom. I called her. I was crying.
2: I didn't know what to do. And when you find yourself
0: in a hopeless situation like you found yourself in a dilapidated hospital in Ireland, which you left out that part (laughs) of which country and the dilapidated (laughs) hospital. And I remember you talking about being in the, in the basement with the other patients that you knew they were on their last leg and you were there with them and, and you didn't have.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. They sent me to the casualty ward down in the basement with, duct
0: tape on the ceiling and yeah man and and it is the hopeless (laughs) moments in our life that we have that forces you to look somewhere else you can't you, you are out of control at this point you are out of control and so anybody in that same situation would do something similar as, and you give it up to God and, and so again I did and I said God please save my son do everything you can and I will be the best person I possibly can I will do everything I can to do everything I can to be a good man and here's the thing Sage all of the odds that he overcame in all of the different contexts, not just the surgeries, but he got, he had a bunch of surgeries. He had a bunch of other procedures. He had a lot of scares. He had a lot of things that went wrong, kidney failure, liver failure, all these scenarios, aspiration pneumonia. He was intubated. He had to have experience, um, experimental drugs, that we had to get from a different country and like all kinds of crazy stuff. But, but at the end of the day, today, Sage is seven years old and he is a walking miracle. And every day I thank God, I thank God, I thank God, I thank God. And I am, my, I can say God, I can say, I can say whatever I want as far as religion, as far as belief, as far as, but the words that come out of my mouth can never describe the feeling I have in my heart, my soul. And, right. and anyway, that's, I guess we're getting off on a, on a tangent there, but I just, you know, it was really important to me that when I thought about it and I can't believe I didn't think about this earlier is like getting you on this podcast where you, where it really started from, you know? Um, and, and there was another thing when you left and I took you to the airport, I dropped you off and you wrote me a check for $500. You said this is a seed, and oh. I'm giving <laughs> this to you. So, do you remember? Does that does that bring I up any memories? I do remember
1: that. Yeah, I do remember that.
0: And what's a, what's the importance of a seed?
1: For it to grow and <laughs> to produce a, a harvest, <laughs> yeah. multiply.
0: Well i hope I hope that that's what that's what's happening, but you know if it it all has to start from somewhere, so I think we're on a good we're 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 on a good foot and we're moving in the right direction so i'm i'm uh i'm very moved
1: yes and I am too, and i there's lots more you know um stories and Hopefully, you will even have those who listen. Would, I would encourage them today to move and even um, share their own story with, with others, um, with you, and continue to encourage others in their lives to do the same and um, do it in love.
0: I was gonna say, if you had a a message that you would want everybody to hear, if you had I, one of my favorite podcast people is Tim Ferriss. He's like my living hero. You know, I, that guy is. I got a lot of respect for him. But anyway, he has a part of his podcast where he'll ask, you know, what do you, what message would you want to put on a billboard? If you could put a a message on a billboard that everybody drives by and sees what would that message be?
1: I mean, mine is going to be God loves you, and he's faithful.
0: Uh, so, real fast, uh, okay. The
1: word up. <laughs> so, I mean, what? To love each other, be uh, kind, you know. Um,
0: what do you mean God is faithful? Because in my mind, I have a, I'm thinking, well, a person can be faithful, but how can, if God is the is running all this, how, how does that, what does that mean that, that he is faithful?
1: Well, just from my experience, and we, like we, we've kind of talked about, we all go through really difficult times. And so you, so I'm sure there's a lot who are thinking, well, I don't feel that or see that right now. But, if you can release that pain or release, the bitterness or just release the thing that's keeping you in that uh, hopelessness. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to figure it out. If you just ask for his help, he He is faithful to help you, in, meaning... That we are both now on the other side of those very difficult, traumatic experiences, sharing them and hoping to help others um, to move. So, to me, that's an example of his faithfulness. Even in the pain, even when we didn't see it, we didn't feel it, we didn't know it that he was strengthening us, and he had the pl- you know a plan for us to move. He put that on both of our hearts um, and the timing you can't deny. Um, and here we are, using that pain um, to hopefully help somebody who's in the middle of that pain right now. So I call that faithfulness, you know, and I think that we get so caught up sometimes on trying to figure everything out and have an answer for everything. And we don't, sometimes I think the best thing to do is just say, help, you know, God help. Um, and he does.
0: Okay. and okay so I have I have another story about that and tell me if you remember this one so there's a pattern here there's a lot of these little stories that add up to a big <laughs> a lot of little stories that add up to a real big amazing thing but but I had tried to to get accepted to USC and I had been emailing them, calling them, bugging the crap out of them to a point where the administration office wasn't answering the phone when I would call (laughs) because I would be friendly. I wasn't a jerk, but I'd be friendly and they're like, sorry, sir. This was in August and sorry, sorry, sir. The, the, uh, the deadline was in April and I'm like, Uh, there's got to be somebody I, I, I know if I talk to the right person, they'll let me in the program. It was the entrepreneurship program and it was the inaugural year. And I was so excited to be, you know, just to be able to even submit an application for that. And I was not taking no for an answer. And finally, the one person said, okay, Mr. Carlisle, thank you for your persistence. You know, I did get in touch with the director of the program and, you know, she said, uh, if you can send us a, a 750 word essay along with your resume uh, the 750 word essay on why we should accept you and your resume, I will forward that to her. And that's literally the best we can do. And so being as excited as I was, I jumped on it. I did my 750 word essay on why they should accept me. I sent over an updated resume and, you know, hope for the best. Well, the next day, I got an email and it said, Mr. Carlisle, we thank you for your application. We cannot accept you at this time. The deadline was back then. This is way too late in the game. School's going to start like next week or whatever it was. And thank you, but no thank you. And so I was pretty devastated about that because I had my hopes up. I thought it was going to happen. And I'm driving. I'm in downtown L.A. and in traffic. And you called me. Do you remember that conversation?
1: I do remember that conversation.
2: And
0: what did you tell me?
1: I said, it's never no until God says no. (laughs) I still
0: believe that. Yeah. And you said with God all things are possible. And you said yeah. I'm going to pray for you tonight. And then I said, "Oh, Laura, she loves me." <laughs> 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 but in my head I I was already told no, so it wasn't going to happen. And you're like, "Don't take no for an answer." And I and I said I wasn't taking no. Like if you called them right now, they would they would substantiate that. But You're like, I'm going to pray for you. And so, anyway, it it made me feel better, but I still didn't think I was going to get accepted. And then what is really interesting, the next day, from the same exact email that said, thank you, but no thank you, it says, Mr. Carlisle, the director of the program, would like to schedule a phone call with you on Friday at 12 o'clock. Do you think you could do that? And I I was like, no way. And hell yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and I scheduled that and I called, I put my best tap dance shoes on and called at 12 o'clock. And Andrea Bells. And she is an amazing, amazing person. So smart. I I I learned so much from that lady. She was just, um, I don't know, I have a lot, I have a lot of good things to say about her. But anyway, moral of the story is I got accepted. They let me in the program. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> again, how can I deny that? What is it just a coincidence? Is it or is there, you know, what unseen forces at work I you know I don't know but there is something to think about and and again you know you and your faithfulness your attitude your positivity your your love Laura your love makes a difference it has made a difference in my life and there's no questioning that and so but I think love transcends you know it it comes from you to me through me to someone else through them to some you know it it endures it continues and we just have to be receptive and so mm-hmm. you are an example of what can happen when a person is receptive to love and they're willing to move and you have moved me okay. with love And now I'm moving with that love. And I hope other people hear this message and they're going to do something and they're going to move with love and make the damn world a better place because right now we could all use it.
1: (laughs) Amen to that.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know, Laura. I I feel like we had a pretty good run. Do you, you have anything else that? is on your heart or you'd want to talk about?
1: So in closing, I would like to share a poem that my wonderful husband gave me during that time that may, um, help those listening. Okay. And the, the poem is called the Bend," Um, and it says, and together we stand at life's crossroads and view what we think is the end. But God has a much bigger vision, and he tells us it's only a bend. For the road goes on and is smoother, and the pause in the song is a rest. And the part that's unsung and unfinished is the sweetest and richest and best. So relax and rest and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load. Your work is not finished or ended. You've just come to abandon the road. So with that, um, for those struggling, go love someone and make a difference.
0: You heard it, guys. Get your ass to work. Go love someone and make a difference. And Laura, I love you, and you've made a difference, and, and I thank you.
1: And I love you, Scotty.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. And wrap. Or cut, or that's a wrap, or
2: you, you
1: freaking did it. We moved. Until next time. <laughs>
2: Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's,
0: <laughs> shit, what do you say after that? That was powerful. I didn't know Brian was such a poet.
1: <laughs> well, no, yeah, he gave me that. I mean, he didn't write it.
2: Oh, I thought uh, he wrote it.
1: Author, no, no, no. Um, and so I just, the author is unknown. He didn't, he, he just found this poem when I was having a, that, dark time in my life and he gave it to me um he printed it out but there's not an author so i don't know if the author is unknown but
0: wow that's a great poem holy shit <laughs> yeah
1: but we don't have to say all that part just i just wanted just to the kinda, poem just the poem when you said um is there any last thing like edit what i said out and just say i'd like to share this My wonderful husband gave me, (laughs) Um, shared with me during a hard time for those who may be going through a hard time.
0: Got it.